yo, yo, we live on location. We back again with another tap in with these NBA playoffs, man. Black, we officially got ourselves into the conference finals of each round. Final four, man. man. Since we, Final since we four, last talked, the Heat handled their business, the Lakers handled their mm-hmm. business, and just last night, mm-hmm. huh, our young boy, Baby J, came out there and handled his business, put a 51 piece on them people. Head. With a nice bow behind. Hey man, fifty one all for Mother's time. Day with his hey, mama look, sitting there. Mom the Duke sitting courtside, man, put on the all time greatest hit display of scoring in the history of a game seven. Couple weeks before, yeah. Steph had just set the all time mark at fifty. Mm-hmm. Young baby J came behind and put fifty one on him, Black. What what Straight was up. what was going on last night? Yeah, I think he wanted to redeem himself from game six, man. Uh, even though he finished that fourth quarter uh, good to push yeah. them to a seven, I feel like them first three quarters, it, it was still in his mind and still in his head. So he wanted to make sure that he was going to come out and he was going to will his team and he was going to make sure that they weren't going to lose a game seven at home in front Bro, of their fans. 50- and in front of his mama on Mother's Day, he wasn't losing. Yeah, my, my wasn't losing right the game. there, courtside. Yeah, that man had 51, 13 rebounds, five assists. And guess what, Black? He had zero, zero turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's yeah. the most points without a turnover in the postseason in right. the history of the game. That's I mean, the he history. Was to, he was going to work and he was getting them for show buckets. First of all, obviously, he broke the NBA all-time record for Game 7, but also, you know, he played for a legendary organization. Yes, sir. <laughs> like Larry Bird, all type of legends. Cool been through the, you know what I'm saying? Guys, Paul man. Pearson. He topped off. Prior to him, it was Sam Jones that had the record. It was 47. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he went ahead and, you know, took care of all this. So he just, the man that hit 50-point games, bro, in the play-in, in the playoffs, in the game seven, in the all-star, in the... <laughs> He didn't. He, he, he about to be known yeah. as the fifty point, the fifty point dude. He didn't hit it in every which way. All he gotta yeah. do is go ahead and put one up in these conference finals and the finals, and then I think he didn't check all the boxes. Yeah, he, he definitely has levels to it. Man. He, he definitely have it on all levels. He do that. Yeah, man. But what you see from Philly, man, in a game seven, we both had Boston winning, bro. Neither one of us ever thought. I mean, obviously, it was an explosion in the third quarter. But like, what did we see from Phil? I feel like at some they just like let go of the rope, bro. To get to thirty points and get that out of whack, that was just I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I just uh, I feel like the game kind of changed once James Harden got that flagrant yep, foul in yep. the first half. The game kind of changed. Um, they was down three going to halftime, and then. That whole second half, it feel like everybody from Boston was making a bucket. Anything they shot was going in. And and for Philly, it seemed like every every shot that they took, nobody could hit a shot. Nobody would make a shot. And you can just see it in their body language. It was deflated. That they was, they was defeated. They didn't have nobody on their team to get them the energy back. Doc kept on trying to call timeout for them to try to get them 
balanced a little bit, but it was that that lead was steady growing. Like he got up to eight, he called a timeout. Got up to fifteen, called a timeout. Got twenty, called a timeout. He damn near used all his timeouts trying to get them to get in the game. The other part that you could tell from watching on TV that was impacting the the Sixers was that crowd was insane. Mm. You heard Tatum and a couple different guys talk about after the game, but you could tell watching on TV like yo. Is they going bananas in there? And I mean, you know, they was rightfully so. Tatum was putting on a damn exhibit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he, they had every reason. But it was like, like you said, it was just like everything that could go wrong for the Sixers was going wrong. Like they, they, and then you know, once the scoring barrage started, it was just, it was tough. It was, I just did not forecast seeing a, a lopsided game like that in no way, shape, form. Like, this no, is not seven. at all. We but know when you... how game sevens be knocked down, drag out fights. And I was expecting one of those, you know, like an all-time great game. But, I, you know, Tatum had other plans, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, shout out shout out to the Celtics defense, man. They hold the MVP to 15 points, hold James Harden who won – who scored 40 points two games and got two wins against them, led them for two wins. Shout out to Al Horford, boy. He was working. For they both of their players, to get both of them to have a combined 24 points, like, you know, 76ers definitely weren't going to win with that. And you can't look for nobody else to to get it. You got to get the guys over the hump. That's why he's the MVP. That's why James Harden is a former MVP, Hall of Famer. They needed them to come through and score points, and they just didn't. Bro, they went six minutes without scoring at that point after that. <laughs> yeah. It got ugly. Yeah. It got ugly. Like you said, like, that was the turning point in the game. You didn't know it right when it happened, but as it went on and in hindsight, everything went downhill from there. I don't, I, it was just straight blowout status after that. Jalen Brown yeah. showed up, 25, you know, the Celtics supporting cast, everybody. I mean, it was just one of them games. Guys played great defense. They played well collectively. And you know you had that uh, Alpha have a have an all time game. You know Young Jay went yeah. crazy, so that was that. Now we get Boston and Miami. Black, what do you think of this series? We got I, I, I didn't already called it. I don't know if you're going to accompany me, but I'm going to Miami. I'm going to Miami mm-hmm. for for one or two of those games. Jeff Wexler, you won't notice. You won't notice. Uh, we the knuckleheads is pulling up. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I definitely wouldn't mind going down there and seeing one of them. Guys, we might have, man. you know what? We might have to hit Jeter up for that dinner down in the um Miami. He told you know he oh hey, hey hey Cap, we might be shouting at you too. You know, watch out now, watch out now. Yeah, but yeah, we got uh, this 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 we got Boston. You want to talk Miami. about the before we get there? You want to talk about Miami and the New York last game? We we haven't touched that subject yet. How was that last game for them to close out? Hey man. First of all, you know, shout out to the Knicks. They had a hell of a season, man. You know, I don't, I know how it is in New York. I know their fans is upset with the way that it went down and the way that it ended. But if I think if you asked all of those fans before the season started, hey, y'all gonna go and you told them they gonna y'all gonna make it to the second round and have a a great season like y'all had, and you know it's promising, man. I don't think, I mean, it did definitely didn't end the way that they wanted it to, you know. But but Jalen Brunson is a star. <laughs> He showed yeah. up and he showed he could deal with New York. He could deal with everything it come from, and he could put on a show and he could perform for his team. I think that's huge, man. His personality fits. He stays even keel. He don't get too high, too low. Not really affected by a lot of the stuff that can go on and can affect you. Uh, it'll be interesting to see 
if any, what moves they make to try and improve the roster. Obviously, it's rumors and things out there, and the, the fans are kind of wilding with some of the stuff I saw. I'm not going to go into that. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they do to, to improve their team to make moves on it. But make no mistake about it, man, the New York Knicks had a great year. They promised it, man. I feel like they headed in the right direction, headed up rather than down. And um, if I'm Knicks fans and, and people that love that team, I'm, I'm excited about the direction it's going, man. They got pieces that, you know, if they do want to move things, they can move things around. They're not, like, locked into stuff to where they can't make moves and then, you know, pre-offseason is coming and you'll see how that go. But, uh, yeah, Jimmy yeah, Buckets uh, never handled it. Right, Black? Man, shout out to the Heat for taking care of business, not letting them leave South Beach. Yes, sir. Uh, with a win and, and handling their business. Uh, congratulations to them on making them back to another conference finals led by Jimmy Buckets. Man, you know, he does his thing. He's the ultimate leader and the ultimate competitor. New York Knicks. <laughs> I knew Jalen Brunson was nice, but I didn't know he was that nice and that right. much of a threat. But shout out to New York Knicks because y'all got y'all a diamond in the rough. And now y'all can really build around him and get some more pieces and get, get the player. So shout out to the Knicks, man. Great season for them, man. They fall hard. They play hard. But I'm looking forward to the new moves they make. And now that they know that they got a real solid point guard, at point that can compete with the other point guard because that's the most dangerous position in the league right now. And for you to have one of them boys, you know what I'm saying? You know he fall. He had 41. I'm just excited to see what they're going to do, uh, yeah. how they're going to do it. But shout out to the Knicks for having a great season, man. But shout out to Jimmy Buckets and shout out to the whole Miami Heat organization. With all them undrafted players, to be right back in the conference final. Straight up. Just keep getting it done again and again and again. Golden State in L.A. Golden State L.A., bro. Here we go again. This was game six. But I, I liken this mm -hmm. to kind of what we talked about with, with what just went on with Boston and the Sixers. I did not expect the Warriors Blow to out. get blown out that way. For it mm -hmm. to be, uh, you know, just a route, a runaway. You know, Steph tried to put up his fight. He had 32 and and threw everything mm -hmm. he had at him. But, like, the Lake Show came out. You got to, like we said, shout out to the Lakers. They came out as a team, as a unit, and they was like, nah, we got to dead this now. We can't allow this to get to a game seven. And they mm -hmm. did that. LeBron was LeBron, had his 30 mm -hmm. and, and, what, nine and seven or nine and nine. But more importantly, man, because I think we know that LeBron has been consistent in who he's going to be. I think – you had to be, you had to be as a Lakers fan or a Lakers supporter. You had to be glad to see AD break the whole he can't play well in back to back games. And it was like you said, like you said it the last time we was in here talking on the tap man. You said him having a good game doesn't have to be thirty points, twenty three rebounds. At that all. him having At a good all. game can come in a lot of different ways and forms and yes, fashions. When you a superstar player like Anthony Davis is. He can impact the game. First of all, he changed that whole series the way he played defense and the way he protected the paint. Definitely did. And then Definitely when he go out did. and get 17 and 20, that's the type of game you need for him in the closeout yeah. game. He was dominating the glass. He was being dominant in the paint. Mm -hmm. You need him to be dominant in some form or fashion when for the Lakers to be successful. That's what you were saying, and that's exactly what happened that game. Yeah, uh, the King came out and he wasn't letting them out of L.A. He wasn't, he wasn't letting them fly back to L.A. And, and go back to the Bay Area and play and chase. So he came out extra aggressive and he, whether win or lose, 
he was going to be aggressive and wanted to see his guys with him. But they played good as a team overall. Blowout uh, AD, like I said, his presence on the game, and it's, it comes different ways, and you don't never know what it is. He don't need to score all the points to get his presence on the game, and that's what I love about AD versatility. But Golden State, they're going to have a lot of decisions to make, man. Steph Curry, that series, he kind of looked like he was out there by himself. Only guy that looked like was giving him the proper energy was Draymond. And they got some decisions to make. They got some decisions to make to keeping the big three together. They got some decisions to make to yeah. let go some of their players that they thought that was going to help them out to get over the hump, the Jordan Pools, the Kamingas. That surprised me that he didn't even give a, get a minute or play. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what the Golden State Warriors going to do this offseason, uh, see if they're going to bring Bob Myers back. So, yeah, I want to see what the uh, Golden State going to do. But shout out to the Lakers. Another conference finals under their belt. Seemed like the bubble all over again. Man, I hope, I feel you. I, I, I definitely agree with you with the Lakers. They did their thing. As far as the Warriors, man, I would like, me personally, I would like, I don't think that Steph, Clay, and Draymond are done. I would like to see them try and bring the band together and get them another chance and, and, and you know, just let them ride it out. I, I want to see those guys, all three of those guys, retire as Warriors. I mean, I know that's rare and not always Definitely. possible, especially with contracts and all those things. But, I mean, I think that group deserves to get that come in and out together like that and ride it out. I mean, obviously, if somebody can play longer, that might happen. But I think they should have that opportunity to continue to play together if they want to. They didn't they didn't do, done so much together in their career, you know, like they, they should just get that. Yeah, and you know they they're a game away from you know. Yeah, they was right there, the like, you know what I'm saying? so they still right there, and they won the championship last year. So I definitely agree with that. I don't think they should break them up. I think they definitely got a, at least two more years in them of fighting, with a couple of adjustments. You know, like I said, they they depending on the young group and other guys to step up for them, but they just got to figure it out in the off season. I'm 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 looking yeah. forward to seeing the off season, the moves they're gonna make and what they gonna do because uh, they got a lot of talent over there and um, you bring some more talent in, you get rid of some guys, bring some more talent in, you never know you can, what they can do. And you never can make up for that experience them three guys got, that championship pedigree they got, that go a long way. So Definitely we, gonna, we, we gonna get to these, man, this like, to me, this is like bittersweet. This is like one of the best times of the year, but the worst, because it's like, it's conference finals. You know, you about to get to the finals, but all that, like, it's the best time because we about to find out. But like, that mean, it's only one game Tuesday, then one game. One game, Wednesday, yeah, it's not a lot of basketball. Days and find something showing. to damn watch and do on TV. When it, it ain't going to be no game. Like, the last couple days, I love this time, but I yesterday it was time. just one game. It's like, this ain't yeah. cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it's it's I the best and worst. It's like, you night. know, us, the, the, the hoopers, we love and hate it. But, like, we on to the conference finals, bro. We got... We got them damn Denver Nuggets that's been looking like the number one team the whole playoffs. Mm -hmm. Doing they doing they they're trying to look. They say we ain't gonna get respect from y'all. We just gonna show y'all what it really is. We got Denver, yes, LA, sir. and we got Boston, Miami. Who you wanna talk about first, Black? Let's go to Boston, Miami. Let's go to the East Coast. Ooh, where we at? Series we gonna get to go to. All right, Boston, Miami. They played each other three of the last four Eastern Conference Finals, bro. Ooh. Mm -hmm. What we got here is the, the is first of all, 
We know they scrappy. We know they dogs, and we know how they are. Is my is Miami equipped? Is they deep enough to mess with Boston, bro? I, yeah, I think them guys are battle tested. Uh, and Miami as an organization, they don't put nothing out there but but ready to go product. So I definitely think they battle tested to 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 win that series. But I'm a St. Louis representative. Ah, here you go. The, the Lou. Jay is on the that Lou. Boston squad and. I feel like them first two series, man, they clean up a lot of mistakes that they made. It's a lot of mistakes that they made them first two series. I feel like they can't make it to a disciplined Miami team. Yeah. You can't make them same mistakes that you made with Atlanta and with the 76ers with this Miami team. And I feel like they learned their lesson. So I, f I have Boston Celtics winning this series. Uh, they got home court advantage. Um. I think they're deep. They're ready to go. And not, like I said, I feel like they learned their lesson to play against a disciplined team like the Miami Heat. Man, I think we in for a damn treat. You got you got some dogs out here on them wings, boy. You got Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. You got Bam. You got man. You gonna this is about to be, and this is what I like because. Is yin and yang. You got this, mm -hmm. this, this superpower. You know, Tatum is a just coming off fifty one. We know how many points he can score. You got him and Jalen Brown is like the highest scoring wing duo or whatever they are. And the, then yeah. you got you got Miami, this gritty, nasty mm -hmm. team with the defensive mindset, with the defensive makeup, undrafted players. Where you got other mm -hmm. guys on other teams, superstars, top picks, and you know what I'm saying, all mm -hmm. NBA, all of this against all of that. That's what I want to see, and I know. I know my man Spola, Spolster Nostra down there. He loving it. He down there like loving it. Just intense as you could fucking be about this. That's what I love about Spo. But yeah. I can't wait to see just the two, you know, the, the two different schemes go against each other. Because we know yeah. that, like, like you say, you know, you got the high power dudes that could get a lot of buckets on Boston. And then you yeah. got a whole team of undrafted guys, not the superstar type guys were supposed to be, but then they got this defensive mindset and then Miami known for this. This is what they known for. Like, you know, Who you this, got, man? I, Who I you got? got? I, I'm still, you know, I'm with Baby J. That's family, 24-7. Jeff West, we, we, we riding out with Baby J. But I also am aware of the grittiness and the scrappiness that that it resides in Miami, and I know that they gonna fight tooth and nail. But I, I'm, let me ask you I'm this: I'm going with the Celtics. I'm they. I'm picking the Celtics. Right, let me, let me I'm ask riding you this. out with Tatum. If you were supposed to Nostra, who would you put Jimmy on? Would you put Jimmy on Jason Tatum? Yes. Or would you put Jimmy on on Brown Tatum? Okay. Tatum. I, this is why because if you look at it. How many 50-point games JJB got? Not as many as Tatum, mm -hmm. right? Not as many as Tatum. So I'm putting my dog on that dog. I'm putting my big dog on that big dog. Just because his mm -hmm. he didn't show the ability to get 50s. Mm -hmm. We don't want that. We want to suppress yeah. that as much as we can. Mm-hmm. I understand. So when it, when it comes to that, I mean, I and I know that could put Jimmy in foul trouble or this or that. But I'm you asked, I'm saying if I had to choose, and that's who I was like, I need to stop. I'm I'm putting I put him on, you know, on Tatum. But I know we're gonna see different guys. You're gonna see the you know the Caleb Mars. It's gonna be a lot of different faces and different guys on different people. Yeah, we're definitely right. that's gonna be a good series. But hey, it's gonna man, be a you know, good I'm, series. I'm, but they gonna I'm rooting be. for them Celtics and uh. 
you know, South Beach is right down the street, so man, I, yeah, I man, hope we, to see you at South Beach, man, catching one of them games. Hey, man, I'm, you damn sure catch me down there, bro. What what you feeling in this Denver LA series right here now? People might Ooh, think it's supposed one to be right lopsided, here. but dude, what this do you feel? Right I don't here. think it's so lopsided. This one right here, you know, I'm so excited for this AD and Joker matchup. Ooh. Like, I'm so excited to see this matchup because are they gonna match guys, up though? Yes, yes. It, it like you would be dumb not to put them on each other, like as both coaches because. They not playing the caliber of centers that they play in the first two rounds. They not playing the caliber of how they playing. It's AD is, you know, we were saying that he was the second best player a couple of years ago mm-hmm. in the league. Joker, we saying he's like the second, third best player in the league right now. This is a great matchup for the big men to see. I'm like these are the type of matchups I was looking for. So I'm glad AD and Joker. I'm I'm excited for that matchup. Who covers LeBron? I think they're going to put Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon on LeBron. Aaron Gordon all day, of course. I think that's going to be their best bet to put Aaron Gordon yeah. on the grind, a little bit of green coming off the bench playing against yep. LeBron. Yeah, they got good body uh, Yeah, I, I feel like them, them going to be the guys that play. I think AD and Joker is just the going matchup, and I'm excited to see it. Who I'm going? Who you going for? Hey, man, I had Golden State beating the Lakers. Last series, but this series, I'm gonna have to go with the Kang, man. I'm talking about, uh, I'm gonna go with the Lakers, man. I oh. think, I think the Lakers is going to be. I hate keep on disrespecting Denver because they deserve everything they've been getting, man. Joker been doing his thing, and I hate, and, and AG is my guy. I hate to keep on disrespecting them because I had Phoenix last series. Cause you know I'm just a KD lover and a Booker lover, but uh, man, I just, I just, I just think, uh, I think the Lakers then found their niche. They then mm. found their stride, man. And if they stay healthy and all these guys stay healthy, I think the Lakers gonna do it. Okay, he got the Lake Show. Listen, man, I can't, I can't knock what you're saying. I, I didn't learn my lesson though. I was being disrespectful to the Nuggets. Not in the first round, just this last round. I was I was with Phoenix all the way. Even when they was down and everything else, I stayed with Phoenix. I got to go with Denver. They the deepest team right now. Definitely is. They got to be the deepest team right now out there. And mm-hmm. they, the got, they got championship experience with Pope. Pope been, been, to the, been there. He know these Lakers. Yep. He know these yep. Lakers a little bit. And I think, yep. they got, I think they got the bodies, man. Like when you talk about the battle of attrition – the Lakers have been getting hurt a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you look at the team and when you look at Denver's bodies they got, they got bodies to throw at every position. Definitely do. High motor, high energy guys that can combat, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever, the like obviously LeBron is, he's LeBron. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be what it's going to be. But even with that, I feel like AG is one of the best people in the league to put against him. Definitely Nobody is. gonna shut LeBron down. Nobody gonna, you know what I'm saying, dominate him or none of that. But like AG absolutely is the is big enough, athletic enough, strong enough to make everything difficult and hard for him and make him have to work Definitely for it. Is. And we've seen Definitely him is. get tired and different things. Then, like you said, they come off the bench with Jeff Green, who's very similar to AG. All of the same type yeah. metrics, size, yeah. athleticism, strength. He 
like again, nobody's gonna yeah. lo- gonna lock LeBron up, but they can make him work. They can make it tough. Then you go Bruce you, Brown, Pope. You got you know what I'm saying. Maury is yeah, a, you know another matchup that I'm looking forward to that I hope Darvin Ham do. I hope Darvin Ham put put uh, Vanderbilt on Mary. I think that's a good how he played against Steph Curry. Uh-uh. I think Vanderbilt, a bigger, longer guy. I would love to see that matchup. So I hope I hope Darvin Ham put make that adjustment and put Vanderbilt on Murray. That's not as easy to do like it was for Steph, though. It ain't. It ain't. None yeah. of it's easy. These guys is elite scorers. So so none of it's easy. But so you, Vanderbilt, man, he's he's a good long bodied man to throw on Murray. Well, a lot of guys didn't have that. Like last series, they didn't have a guy to throw on Murray to slow him down or even attempt to slow him down a little bit. But the Lakers do. I think this is the, the reason why I picked Denver in this series, I think it's gonna be the battle of supporting cast. Yeah. I think that that not Denver just in the starting cast. lineup, yeah, when does. you keep yeah. going deeper into the bench, they have a stronger supporting cast. There's been bubbling up and having good games this postseason. You know what I'm saying? They've been able to contribute this whole postseason, the whole first, second, and all of the round. I'm giving the advantage to, to Denver this series, but I'm knowing, knowing that the King is where he is. He's in the conference finals and he smelled blood. And if he turned up, you know, anything could go anyway. So I, I'm yeah, well aware. And I'm going to say this again. I'm say this the last two series. How AD play and how AD put his presence on the game. That's going to be it. Will determine how far the Lakers go. And I'm looking forward to it because now you're playing against the Joker and he's the top villain in the game now. <laughs> Word up. Hey, hey. So he got black, you got the Lakers, I got the Nuggets. And then mm-hmm. we both got Boston in the yep. Boston-Miami series. All right, all right. Yep. Moving, moving right along. And NBA news, which which is very disappointing to hear right now. We got John Moran again on IG Live, and he shows a gun. So we didn't even speak on the first time the thing happened when he was in the strip club and all of that, and, you know, everybody's talked about it, and he got suspended, and all of those things happened, right? Yeah. I sat and I watched. You know me, Black. I'm big on observing and looking and watching, and I watched – this intently for these reasons because we know how this would have played out had this been in the 90s, you know what I'm saying, late, mid to late 90s or the early 2000s we came into the league. Mm-hmm. David Stern would have slammed our ass. He would have, he would have suplexed whoever it happened to. They would have been, you know what I'm saying? They would have been at our house. Man, it would have been <laughs> however many games we could get, we getting and all of this and that, right? I came to the conclusion, I felt like, and, like, let me preface everything I'm going to say. Like, I wish the absolute best for John Morant. I'm a player before anything, and I always am on the side of the players and want us to keep all the money we got and make all the money we can. And so I hate to see when things like this happen and people are in, put in situations to where, you know, they could cost themselves money or stuff like that. And so when I'm watching everything the first time, I felt like too many people came to his defense. And you yeah. have you had a lot of people, a lot of people dumping on him and saying stuff. And I'm not I'm not saying that I agreed when the people were, 
you know, making memes and trying to make jokes. I don't I didn't think no, it's not funny. You shouldn't make jokes, but I also disagreed with the people that were coming to his defense because of the all of the memes and stuff like don't like I'm not saying that one is right or the other is wrong, but I'm saying like is you we had we need to find a happy median in there because I feel like the amount of people and some of the people that came to his defense kind of like in a situation where he should have been really down and really knowing this shit, this, this shit that just happened. No way. No way. You wake up. It's like black. Come on now. Like the exact same thing. You in a car in the privacy of your own life. You're not on tape. You're not even out of the club where somebody's getting some, some odd camera angle of you that you don't know about. And you doing something. You are a hundred percent aware your homeboy in the car, whoever he is to you, he got the camera on him and you, and y'all dancing and turning up like people do, whatever, whatever. You see he on live, and then you do that to the point to where as soon as Buddy see you, he throws the, he put it down like to try and protect you. Like, hey, but we know how the internet works. You got the screenshot of the screenshot. We saw it. So it's, it's here forever. But like, bro, for that to happen, that confirms to me like, I'm not, like, this particular situation right here, this latest situation, I'm not looking at pops, I'm not looking at mom, I'm not looking at nobody, because for all intents and purposes, they thinking that everything is cool, it was the middle of the day, it was daylight outside, he's sitting, it looked like in a driveway or somewhere, it's sitting still, so they not like, oh, he out at the club, they gotta work, they thinking that he probably somewhere just chilling regular, and then this happens, like, they can't control that, for the people out there that's gonna say, hey, mom, dad, or whatever, where they at, and this, that, like, they, like, like even the people that's talking about, man, his friend is around, like, even his homeboy that was recording, he tried to stop it as soon as he saw him do that, like, this is John Morant, this ain't, and this is my thing, bro, like, the last time, I do therapy, you know this, black, you do therapy, I'm not about to sit here and try and say mental health ain't real, but, like, the last time they said he went to therapy, that was a cop-out, bro, I told you then, my opinion on that whole thing that happened the first time was this, John Morant went from relatively nobody, you know what I'm saying, coming into the league, he was just like any other draft pick trying to get, and then you the biggest thing. You the biggest mm -hmm. thing going in Memphis. You bigger than anything. And it's like, bro, just, me and you did live this. We never lived it at his level, at this level that he is at. We never got a mass contract, but we all know, we've seen it. Anybody that's been drafted into the league, we all had a moment where we feeling ourselves. Mm -hmm. We think we untouchable. We think we this or we think we that. And we think nobody can't mess with us. Like, bro, we know people that get big-headed for less, for far less. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it's completely <laughs> understandable to say, hey, I would have came out and said, hey, man, I'm tripping. I need to get myself together and start acting like I was raised to act. And I was, I was just tripping. You know what I'm saying? That, that's it. He got a little sister looking up to him, bro. Like, we got to stop. I don't care who say what, if they being critical, I'm less, you know, into what they saying into more trying to point to him and let him know, like, nah, we got to jump on his ass and let him know, like, this is all the way wrong, bro. Little kids look up to John Moran. Everybody gritty and everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, boy, yeah. my, my nephew, my kids, they all love him before the gritty and, like, they see this. We can't let you off the hook and say, and I'm talking about us as Peers of they played in the league and all that. And I'm not trying to be the ex player that's jumping on them and trying to talk bad about. I want him to get help. I want him to, you know yeah. what I'm saying, to understand the gravity of what he's doing and what he's costing yeah. himself and, and his family. Yeah.
I'm I don't I hope he don't lose none of his deals and all of this stuff, but like what you just did, it's no other way to say it, but it was stupid. There's no other way to say it, bro. I'm lying if I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it like I told you. If I was going to speak on it, I'm going to tell the truth. I don't dislike John Morant. I don't not want him to continue to have a great career and be everything that he should be. But you got to check yourself, bro. And I'm not going to be part of the peanut gallery sitting here defending you when this shit ain't defendable. The shit you just did is undefendable. You should not have done it. It should not have happened. In lieu of what you just went through two months ago, that's just not cool. And there's nothing you can say about that. Nobody's about to say, hey, he's dealing with pressure. I'm hearing people say he did pressure. Bro, the boy got all the money in the world. And I'm not saying that that don't come with pressure. I've been in that seat where all of the families asking you this and that. That never made me want to go show a damn gun and wave a gun around. Mm-hmm. What you talking about? Like that? That's not that. Now I'm not trying to go into his psyche and get into all that, but like, bro, I'm just saying from from a player to player, bro. We, you know, what I'm saying people and I had peers and teammates. Like, you know, what I'm saying I'm not gonna give that excuse, bro. Like that was some silly, some silly youth stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just hope that he learns from it and he moves on, and that when he comes back from this, he rebuilds his reputation. And, and, you know, he gets what he's supposed to get, man, because this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime type talent that we have that's going through all of this. That's one of the more ridiculous parts about it, how talented he is and what what he has to give. Yeah. It's unfortunate, bro. It's self-inflicted. Self-inflicted, uh, bro. You sitting in the privacy of your own world. Like, where Herm at yeah. was at? Don't don't press the button. Don't go live. I seen a I seen a video of him before the incident happened. Just man, you're a hundred million dollar dude. You you standing on top of a car. Like if you fall off that car and break your leg or twist your ankle and all that, it's just it's a lot, you know. Know you young, but man, it's just I hate to see that. That's hey. just crazy. But I feel you though, bro. All right, moving right along, we're going to get to these Q&As with our fans on Facebook and our fans on Twitter tapping in with us. We hope y'all continue to hit us up, and we're going to continue to answer y'all questions. Here we go. Let's get to it. Christopher Harris wants to know who has the advantage in the Joker versus AD matchup. What's up, uh, Black? I don't feel like nobody has the advantage. I feel like it's a, it's a chess match. You know, it's a chess match. AD's more athletic. He moves yeah. a little swifter, faster, and so forth on. But Joker, he goes by his pace. Just because he moved fast and all that, he's going to make him work. That ain't the first fast athletic guy Joker played again. Um, it's just an interesting matchup, but I feel like, it's, if anything, it's it's not checkers. It's chess with, with them two guys, them two juggernauts going against each other. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think it's really an advantage. I think it's, you know... It, I mean, heading in, it's not an advantage we don't see yet. But I think, uh, you know, it just depends. It, it, both of them have, like he said, both of them have advantages over each other. The same way that, Yoke, you know, Big Joker can put that weight on AD and get done what he needs to get done. AD has that speed and that jump shot advantage, too, around him to go around him and stuff like that. So we'll see how it plays out. But I think that's definitely, you know, one of the matchups of the series to be focused on. Um mm-hmm. Next question, I think I'm, I'm gonna try this name. You gotta tell me on Twitter if I said it right. Is it Jano or Yano Graham the second? It's got an N and a J. I don't know which way to go with it. I'm saying 
either Yano or Jano. I'm knowing the end got to be silent. So you let me know, Graham the second. He says, what do you think of how charges are taken by defenders? He wants to know the thoughts on general charges are unsafe. And that conversation has been going on since, you know, the last when people got hurt on the charge. Well, I, I know your opinion. Tell me what you think, Black, about the whole thing about shit charges be taken I, I, I out a, of the I game and all of that. I had a conversation with my homeboy and, like, man, you you taking everything from a defender. Like, yeah. if a guy can't take a charge, what else he supposed to do? Like, if he, he you supposed to just let him get dunked on all the time or so forth on? You taking everything from the defender. I feel like Chargers need to stay in the game. It's in the game. Guys will bulldoze their way sometimes to get this bucket. And only defense to a guy that's finna drop their head and drop their shoulder and bulldoze is to take a charge chest to chest. And you can't take charges out the game. It, it gotta be that. They take charges out the game. I don't know, man. Bruh, like, listen, else? just like you said, no, you can't take no damn charge in the charge circle out of the game. Like this is part of like you said, like you just stripping the defender, period. Like you just get you <laughs> yeah. just give you just crapping on the defender, but like, nah, that's why there is smarts and IQ and tact in the game. And that's why yeah. dudes do Euro steps and that's why it's, you know, step arounds and different moves, and that's what makes the game graceful yeah. because if you just got dudes out here just running people over and it don't matter and just doing all that is no grace it's no skill to it that's why you have skill that's why dudes have moves that's why inside outs are inside outs so crossovers across that's the move to do yeah. from in front of you to go by him like yeah, if you take they already took from the defender you can't touch him no more hand checking so like the freedom of movement you can't impede the path when they run like you you can't take that out the game, bro. Like, what needs to happen yeah, is can. guys, like, the guys is going up too crazy and stuff and landing crazy. Like, they got to they gotta start picking and choosing. You can't just go in there yeah. and go off the bungee board every time and, and, and just get up. Like, it's dangerous. Yeah. That's what makes the game the game. So, you know, yeah. I, I, that's my take on that charge. I don't think it should be taken out. I think they trying to take something else from the defender and, like, guys got to be smarter about their takeoff zone. I agree with that. All right, next question from Tyrell Love. What is it like being in the locker room on a team that is expected to have a deep playoff run that falls short? It's devastating for teams to, for you expecting to go as far as you supposed to go and then you lose. <laughs> like, you, you, guys put they all in it, you know? And guys, some guys get emotional. Some guys be, you'll see a grown man cry because they put so much into trying to win a game or trying to beat a team in the series that uh one example man when Kawhi Leonard hit that <laughs> that shot in Toronto and you see Joel B walking mm -hmm. through the tunnel because man Joel B put his heart into it. he put all his emotions and everything and gave his all to beat that team and he didn't get beat so man guys get emotional so it's a lot when you fall short and you're expecting greatness and you got to go into it expected greatness you, you can't go into nothing expecting to lose because if you preparing to lose it's like why are you playing yeah i've been in that situation only one time when i was my last year in the league actually when i returned and signed with the knicks at the end of the year for the playoffs and they was the number one seed and new york is different obviously so to be a number one seed and you get we got beaten the second round against the uh the pacers 
And to be in there with that, and at that point, I wasn't really like a, you know, a, a piece that was getting a lot of time. I was signed at the end of the year, just really was, was a player. Beat the Celtics in the first round, get to the second round, and, and to lose. It was just like you could feel, you know, New York is like that. When it gets, when that tension gets thick and when things are, aren't looking that way, you got the media, you got the fans, you got all this going on, and you could just feel that tension. And for me, it was, it was a funny, because I'm very observant, for me, it was more, even though I was in it, I was still like an outsider. I had only been with the team for a couple weeks, you know what I'm saying, just came to the team. And it was like I was really like just observing. And it was like you could see the pressure. You could see the different people that's dealing with different stuff. And it's like D said, it's like it's emotional, you know what I'm saying? Like, And dudes be pissed. And then it's like you got the media and the fan aspect of it that puts dubs on it when you're in New York. So it was really like you could see different things happening and then we had some superstars too on that team so it was like a lot that went along with it but like like you say it's it's really emotional man a lot of tension a lot of pressure that's just that just come with the territory uh next question i'm about to try this name too we got some names today amelia sakar thoughts on nick nurse monty williams and mike Budenholzer getting fired and where do they go next I hate it. I mean, that's just, that's why in my second act, I had a couple opportunities to go into the coaching side and it, just the stability, man. Whether you a great coach and, a, and a, you know, or whatever, it's just like, it's not, it's only a few places, bro. San Antonio, popped in there forever. Miami, La Spostra Nostra been there forever. Like, after that, I would have to Google who the longest tenured coaches and everything, and I know it ain't nowhere near as long as they've been there. So that's why it's just like great coaches. Like, bro, Dwayne Casey was a head coach. that He won coach of the year and was fired the same year. Like, bro, why would I want to do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not like it's, I'm not picking my family up and going out there and doing this. So to answer the question, I hate to see anybody get fired. And then, you know, like, Thoughts on what they'll do next. I think they'll get another job. I mean, these are all great, great coaches that have won. Uh, Monty hasn't won a championship, but Nick Nurse has and Mike Budenholzer has. And um, even though Monty hadn't, I still think he's one of the best coaches in the league right now, and I think he'll get another job in a heartbeat. All three of these guys, I think, will all get a job in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would say uh, I don't know Nick Nurse or or Budenholzer, but – me and Monty Williams has have a rapport together. Um, he was assistant coach when I was in Portland, man. I was sad to see him him get fired. I wanted to see a full year of him and KD and and Booker and what they're gonna do in the off season together. Um, but I'm excited for somebody else picking them up, man, because they're gonna they're gonna get a great man and a and a guy who cares not only about the game but cares about his players. But yeah, that's just, that's just how the dice roll. Uh, I hope my Clippers stick with Ty Lue forever. Oh man, what <laughs> you know, talking that's, about Ty Lue? Ain't that's what I hope. Ain't him, I, first of all, I, I, I saw hope. a report about somebody trying to steal T. Lue away. Yeah, so that's what lets you know where he at. He got a job, and they that's talk why, about he and rumors I, about somebody trying to rip him away. T. Lue, that's good. why I said that because I yeah, won't take T. Lue to be a Clipper forever. So. Man, Bomb ain't letting them come get our guy. T. Lou with the, you know what I'm saying? He he down with the game. Clip game. Clipper Nation. Yeah. Clip set. So, uh, yeah, but that's part of the game, man. That's part of the game. And, you know, it's only a few, like he said, it's only a few coaches that get that longevity and that foreverness in a, in a, in a team. And 
you know, I can't imagine Spolster being with no other team. I can't imagine, you know, guys that's like, you know, Pop being on another team. I can't imagine different stuff like that. Real talk. You got any shout outs today, Black? Uh, shout out to that boy from the loop, man. Oh, uh, look. It's a both 50 point game 51. in game seven, man, in front of his mama. You know, can't lose a game seven in front of his mama. He bust that 50 points, man. So shout out to the Lou, man. Shout out to Lil' Jay doing his thing, man. Another conference finals for him, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing him play some more and do his thing, man. So shout out to Lil' Jay. Shout out to Jason Taylor. Word up. I co-signed that shout out, but I want to give a shout out, boy, right now to my dogs, man. You know, I got them Miami Heat ties. I got to give a shout out to, to them coaches over there, bruh. All my former teammates, you feel me? I got, first of all, LaSposter Nostra, you already know he the man, you know what I'm saying? But then Chris Quinney played with him with the Heat. You got Malik Allen played with him with the Orlando. You got CB, we was together in the Detroit, Karan Butler. And then you got Carter, who was a Heat. We, we didn't play with him, but we played against him in the league. Yeah. So, Carter, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Shout out to all those. I, like, I love to see former players, bro. And I feel like, you know how I feel about Miami and their culture down there and the way that they mm -hmm. bring in players and keep them in the family, bro. Like, these is all former players that played at some point for the Heat. And they in there, you know, helping these guys get better. And I think that's a big part of why... You see so many of these guys that's undrafted making an impact because they got former players that played in the league all being development guys with them and helping them get better and they being able to come from undrafted to being able to be serviceable and rotational and starting guys in the league and playing and being impactful for a team. So shout out to that staff, man. I know what they be doing and I know those guys and I just want to say give a good shout out to those boys, man. Keep doing y'all thing. I got, I got one more shout out, man. Shout out to the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. They the eighth and the seventh seed. They played in the play-in, and now they're in both of us in the conference, in their conference championship Cold game. Bloody. The Lakers started the season off two and 10. They had a point one or 1% chance of making the playoff or even doing something in the playoff to see them in the conference finals. That's just dope, man. So yes, shout out sir. to Miami Heat and the Lakers for being in the play-in and making it to the conference finals. Straight up. All right, man, that's that's a that's a wrap for this tap-in, man. We got a little long-winded on the end time, but, you know, we're going to be here back and forth. Now, you know, it's going to be few and far between because we're going to go slower and slower games. now. The games <laughs> and slow down, so we got to slow down with it. But we're going to be hollering, man. Y'all keep hollering at us on Twitterverse. Put y'all up on the Summer Jam screen and answer those questions, man. We'll be back next time around. Two fingers, peace. I want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com